Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, October 18th, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. Each week, we try to highlight the best of independent journalism that we think you're not getting from the corporate mainstream media. Going forward, each Friday, we're going to spotlight a top indie journo out there who's going even further, trying to get us to wake up to how the world actually is. These are the folks who don't just repeat the usual indie scoop, that the corporate media is fake news and corporations have stolen our democracy. That's all true, of course, but these folks go further. They get that we're out of time, that we're in a societal, democratic, and ecological emergency. That yes, we need to wake up, but also, why aren't we freaking out about it? Why aren't we talking about how we take our awakened activism to the next level? Whatever these indie journos think that the next level is, that's where we'll dig into their work. So, welcome to our first Freak Out Friday episode, where today we spotlight leading edge indie journo, Caitlin Johnstone. Earlier this week, Caitlin published an article on sociopathy and power. She says we now live in a sort of perverted meritocracy where, quote, those who are willing to do anything to anyone are rewarded with immense wealth that the system is basically a meritocracy of psychopaths. She points to recent research, which proves that the US is now indeed a corporate plutocracy, and that the more wealth one has in this corporatocracy, the more political power they have over others. So how do these plutocratic psychopaths wield this power over others? In an article she wrote back in July, Caitlin explained that the one way the plutocrats wield their power over us is using their corporate media to quote, manufacture normality. That the news is filled with endless war, exploitation, oppression, and echocide. And every time, many times a day, when a reporter talks about all that horrible shit without screaming, quote, Holy shit, what the fuck have we become? Normality, Caitlin says, is being manufactured. We're basically being programmed to believe that all this awfulness is just status quo, and it makes the normal human impulse to pull away from this status quo seem weird and dangerous. It sort of answers the question about why we're all not freaking out about this planetary emergency that we've created for ourselves. We're being programmed to believe that it's normal. So what do we do? In another article she wrote over the summer, Caitlin gives 32 tips to help us navigate the propaganda and manipulation of the corporate media. In tip number 10, she says, don't underestimate the science of propaganda. And she's not just referring to the cable news. It's your social media as well. 
Social media has become what its own creators admit is, quote, a psychological warfare mindfuck tool. In tip number 18, she reminds us to be aware that these sociopaths exist. These are the people who, to quote varying degrees, do not care what happens to others. They don't care about truth. Her observation that there are varying degrees of sociopaths reminds us that sociopathy is on a continuum. It begs an uncomfortable question. Where are each of us on that continuum of sociopathy? It's something we could meditate on. In fact, in tip number 21, Caitlin advises that we should practice meditation and self-inquiry to help deconstruct our mental programming. The self-inquiry she refers to is a form of meditation that actually predates behavioral psychology and the birth of mass media propaganda. Self-inquiry was developed by an Indian guru named Ramana Maharshi. He was teaching folks to see how our own egos manipulate the truth. We're programmed by evolution to constantly seek security and comfort, and our egos create a self-identity that protects that constant seeking. It means that we're not just deceived by big media, we're also deceived by ourselves. For example, we reported on Columbus Day earlier this week how we've all been duped into believing he was some great hero, when in fact, he was a murderous tyrant and a genocidal maniac, a true psychopath. We were programmed to ignore his genocide, of course, but what about the thousands of men and women who participated in all that genocide with him? True psychopaths are rare, according to the research. Psychopaths are born with no empathy or compassion for others. It's genetic. But sociopaths are made. They learn how to suppress their empathy when it serves their security and comfort. What choices would we have made if we had been a part of Columbus's crew? And what choices are we making today? Last week, we reported on the Avet Brothers' new album and their new song, We Americans. In a way, the song asks us to look at our own sociopathy, to compare, quote, the blood in the soil with the cotton and tobacco of slavery in pre-Civil War America, to the blood on our table with the coffee and sugar today. They're referring to the fact that much of the coffee, sugar, and chocolate that we Americans enjoy today is produced by slave labor, including child trafficking and child slave labor in the global South. Once we know this and we don't freak the fuck out, when we don't scream, holy shit, what the fuck have we become? We are then self-manufacturing our own normality. We're creeping along a continuum of our own sociopathy. If we could look at ourselves through the eyes of those children whose childhoods were stolen to produce products for our comforts, where would they place us on that continuum of sociopathy? Or if we could see ourselves through the eyes of the animals whose bodies and breast milk we steal for our comfort, where would they position us on that continuum of sociopathy. Like most all the great sages, Ramana Maharshi was a vegetarian. 
He knew what the science shows us now, that those of us who eat animal-based foods have less empathy than those of us who eat whole vegan foods. Going vegan is clearly a righteous path, but the vegans don't all get it right either. Their coffee, sugar, and vegan chocolate comes from those same slave plantations that the Avat brothers remind us about. So yes, we need to go vegan, but we need to keep digging, as Ramana Maharshi advises. As Caitlin concludes in her article on manufacturing normality, this is all weird and dangerous and difficult to talk about due to its very nature. But learning about it and talking about it and meditating on it are skills we all need to get better at. We agree. You can read Caitlin's articles on her website at caitlinjohnstone.com. And on her website, you can enter your email address and receive email notifications when she posts a new article. We hope you'll check her out. And if you want to learn more about how all of us in the work of global justice can join together to end all of this injustice and corruption and to save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. You can check out our About page and listen to our first podcast. And if you want to get involved, please fill out the Join Us form at the top right of the page. Or you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time. Join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.